Ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Wednesday, April 29th. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel. Uh, This is Sam. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take for this week is that playing baseball in front of empty stadiums gives an unfair advantage to the Miami Miami Marlins and the Baltimore Orioles who play in front of empty stadiums every single year. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, the Marlins aren't even going to know the difference. Yeah. They don't even know that you know, they're playing games right now. Right. With nobody every else. game, every game will be a home game for the Miami Marlins. Every game will be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we're going to talk about this more because hot take, possibly hot take question. I just thought of this: Could the Marlins be the dark horse to win their division? No. No. Yeah. Good. Good point. Um. All right, the my Marlins hot- would be the dark take the dark horse to take second to last place in their division. That's what I would say. Because they'll be with, uh, well, we're going to talk about this more, but they'll have ball and the Pittsburgh Pirates in that division. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of bad baseball if we get to play baseball. Yeah. We're still up in the air. But, um, yeah, we will talk about that later. My hot take, real quick, if there's no sports going on, I had this thought on Friday. If there's no sports going on, now is the time for alternative nerd sports to take center stage, right? I'm in a yeah. Dungeons and Dragons club. We keep playing Dungeons and Dragons twice a week. Right. We can do that over Skype, over Zoom. Right. So now people should start, if there's nothing else on TV for people to watch, competitive Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, but you know what the problem, like, the problem with that, Joel, is that that's already happening, not with Dungeons and Dragons, but, like, esports are kind of coming into the mainstream, but oh, yeah. it's, like, it's not the nerd esport players who are bringing it into the mainstream, it's, like, the actual athletes who are now right. playing esports right. on TV. Sit at, home and, sit at yeah. home and watch Mookie Betts play as himself in the MLB right. show. Yeah, exactly. And talk trash to whoever he's playing against. Right. Yeah. But he's playing like Wii Bowling, probably. Against Chris Paul. Him and Chris Paul are having a celebrity <laughs> e-bowling like, event. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, that's all they do. <laughs> Uh, Chris Paul wakes up. He's got 12 missed texts from Mookie Betts asking right. if he wants to play Wii Bowling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. 
I still haven't gotten into the esports, but now would be the time. What other things could you do? What other, you know, competitive activities could you do via video conferencing? Well, I feel like there's like, uh, like, you know, somebody could probably get some good YouTube fame of doing like cooking competitions of like people's quarantine. Mm. You know, it's like you have in your cabinet a can of tuna and a packet of taco seasoning. And you have like two week old stale chip crumbs. Yeah. And you have, you know, like all of these things that everybody has right now. Like, right. That could be, that could be like a quarantine uh, Iron Chef sort of challenge. Right. Iron That's Chef. Cool. I was just thinking about that. That's a great idea. Any of those bizarro competition, reality competition shows that you just watch when you're very drunk at night in a hotel room. Right, exactly. Yeah. Did you ever, I'm getting us off track, but did you ever watch that show where it's Iron Chef, but the competition is making medieval weapons? Like, it's, yeah. they get, like, different sure. blacksmiths? That yeah. show is wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think I watched that for, like, six hours when I was in a hotel in Syracuse one day. Yeah. Well, it's all just like very amateur, right? It's like this is the future of reality television, probably. It's like the writers went on strike at some point, and then all of a sudden there was no more like scripted television. Everything was just really, they found the most horrible people they could and put them on TV. And for some pe- reason, people were like way into it. You know? <laughs> and just this is like, oh, wait, we don't need writers. We don't even need a production crew. We'll just like air all of this shit on TikTok or whatever. And then that's it. It's like goodbye television at all. Right. Everything just run on a shoestring budget from your own iPhone. Yeah. Oh, man. Sign of the times. Well, we'll see what happens. We should come back to this. I'm I'm into this idea. Um, Shout out. Hey, shout out to COVID-19 making everybody stay at home and listen to podcasts. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah. The real winners of this crisis are, you know, bros podcasting about nothing in their apartments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, shout out to our friend Jay. He was on last week. I posted that series of episodes earlier. Oh my God, you did. <laughs> I did. Yes, I did. It took me a that while. Was- <laughs> I'm not even sure COVID-19 can save us now after you posted those episodes. Oh, I'm going to try to have it back on. It's also in three parts, so it, check it out. Yeah, no, just if you haven't listened, I'm sorry. I'm not talking shit about our guest, Jay, who was excellent, and we will right. definitely have him back on. Right. We were having, like, really bad technical difficulties during the recording of that episode. Right. It just, like, made it terrible. We've got, it's it, it, yeah, it's in three parts. So, <laughs> you know, if you want to, check it out. But, yeah, we apologize in advance if you're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> Especially that second part that's all of eight minutes long, I believe. Yeah. That's like if, uh, I don't know, that's like podcast as surrealist, you know, <laughs> like, performance art or something you know what i mean like well and going back to your point earlier now should be the time when we actually figure out how to do this on a shoestring budget right right if 
fucking um, not the independent, you know, what Bravo TV or the National Geographic channel can just put a camera in some stranger's house and put it on TV. We right. should be able to also. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, but thanks. Uh, I haven't been active on the internet. We took a week off last week, but thanks for everybody who's still been listening to all the podcasts because you're all stuck in your houses too. So please continue to listen. Right. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. It's fun. Developing content in a world where nothing uh, good is going on. That got dark. All right. Let's move on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> straight into the headlines. Headlines. Sports yeah, there's headlines. Uh, some exciting ones this week. Um, starting off with the MLB. It's our bread and butter. The bread right. and butter B, we call it. Um, triple B, B. Never mind. <clears throat> plans for opening baseball at the end of June. The latest in MLB startup rumors has the teams back in their home stadiums for an opening day in late June, early July. The games will be played in empty stadiums. Unfair advantage to the Orioles and the Marlins. We covered that already. And the National American Leagues would be abolished and replaced with three regional divisions who would play all of their regular season games against other teams in that same division. Uh, so it'd be East, Central, and West. East only played their games against the East. Central only played their games against Central. West against the West. And then coming together for the uh, an extended playoff format. So the question is, do you think this is just how the Major League Baseball should be anyway? Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, one of the things I'm thinking about growing up following minor league baseball in the Northwest – and one of the great things was the regionalism about that, right? Like, I remember there was a team from Boise, Idaho, that we played all the time. And, like, that was our big rivals in that single-A baseball division. So this way, you know, you could really turn up the regionalism of uh, baseball. Maybe you right. would have some interdivision play. Right. And not, you know, college, not just college, not, not sorry, not just minor league baseball, but, like, college football which right. you know if we're being honest 10 years from now will be the number one sport in america probably right uh, and that entire thing is based on regional rivalry exactly <clears throat> i think the the big thing for this is that it brings philadelphia and pittsburgh into the same division which <laughs> i had never really thought about but seems ludicrous that they're not in the same division yeah i wonder about that i don't can't think off the top of my head of any Pittsburgh Pirate fans that I know. But right. that might be the only team. The other team that's getting shifted is the Atlanta Braves. I mean, do the Pirates have meaningful rivals in the NL Central? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure Pirate fans think they do. But right. Now they I think that this will be good for the Pirates because, yeah. you know, one thing, you know, they're probably, probably a pretty apathetic fan base at this point. But... Right. You know, they hate Philadelphia. Like, we know that. So, right. and yeah. you know, Mets and Yankees playing against each other, like, regularly, that's got to be good for a rivalry, you know? White Sox, Cubs, Angels, uh, Dodgers, Giants, right. A's, all those, all those interdivision rivalries you can just do all the time. Yeah. Who is the Red Sox? Or I don't even know if they do. 
Who would the Red Sox NL rival be? You guys even have one? Uh, we, we have a few. Uh-huh. Um, St. Louis Cardinals, who we've played against in the World Series a number of times. Uh-huh. Um, the Blaves, who used to be from Boston and left. Right. Um, who else? I think that's it. Maybe. Yeah. And the Dodgers. There's a big Boston LA thing going on right now. Right. Right. Um, just because Celtics Lakers, I guess, is probably where it started. But then, right. you know, beat LA. It's a it's a thing. Right. And then we've talked about this. Red Sox beat the Dodgers. Patriots beat the Rams. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a recent. I mean, it, that used to be just a Lakers. basketball thing. Right. But you know. It's uh, it could be, it could it could be expanded upon. Like there's a real thing there. So getting back to this plan, I mean, I I hope it happens. It would be great. I guess I'm not optimistic about it that we'll be ready to get back by the end of June. What happened to baseball's make all the teams play in Arizona plan? Do you have any idea? It, like, was announced that they were talking about that, and then I didn't hear another thing about it. Yeah. I assume there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we and uh, others in sports media, if I should can say that, yeah. don't have access to. Like, Or you could say the yahoos in the mainstream sports. There you go. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, I was reading about how, you know, the players' union is still fighting with like management wants players to take a pay cut if they do uh, play in empty stadiums. And right, that's what Jay was saying, but I don't remember reading that anywhere else. I was just reading it uh, just a few minutes ago. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'll, yeah, this is from Forbes. Um, Forbes.com. The pandemic suspended the start of the season, putting into question when the season might start, and if it does whether games will be played with fans in the stands. Moreover, the owners and the players' union appear to be at loggerheads over how much the players would be paid if games were played in empty stadiums. No stadium revenue would mean about half of the sport's $10.5 billion in revenue would disappear. And I would question, I was like, really? If players' salaries are not adjusted to account for revenue loss, the profitability of the league would be diminished. But the point is, I mean, the whole point, it's, again, we like to talk that, you know, baseball coming back would be a huge symbolic win for America, and I think it would be. But really, people are losing money right now because nobody's going to work. Right. But, like, if they don't play at all, what happens to the salaries right. then? Right. Do they not get paid? I doubt it. I mean, they're under contract. Yeah. And they have a strong union. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know how many players have a clause. If you don't play a single game this season, you don't get paid, but probably not too many of them. Right. Interesting. But yeah, I think this is a good idea. Do you, it'd be interesting if this is like the beginning of the end of AL and the NL. Yeah, I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but I do think that it would be a good, like we keep talking about this being an opportunity for Major League Baseball to like, get back into the kind of forefront of American sports love, you know? Right. 
And I think this would be another thing that would be a positive shift towards that. Right. Um, because you could in ignite some of these interstate rivalries that don't really exist because it's an ALNL thing. Right. Or yeah. a different division thing. So I think yeah. it could be good. Well, but, you, you know, like at a certain point, like, you know, MLB is like reporting diminishing returns on their like attendance anyway. Right. And like somebody's going to have to fucking swallow this for like the good of the league. And yes. the league is the owners, right? Like the league, it's the league, which is the owners, and then the players, which are the players. And it's right. like somebody's got to fucking take the hit and should be the league, I think. I agree. As a union man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. We, obviously, we will continue talking about this. Um, but right now, I'd rather talk more shit about the state of Florida. Uh, so this is kind of old news, but Tom Brady is going to be playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next season in the NFL if there is a next season for the NFL. Brady signed a two-year, $50 million contract to play for the Bucks, and he will be joined by his number one tight end slash frat boy, Rob Gronkowski. In an interview with Howard Stern, Brady talked about the reasons why he left the Patriots, uh, including he wants to win a championship with a new team. They did not mention the $50 million or the access to the massage parlors three hours away in Jupiter, Florida. So, question is, what's the real reason Brady is going to be playing for Tampa Bay? Well, I think that, first off, if Tom Brady wants to go to a massage parlor, he doesn't need to leave Tampa to go to Jupiter, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there, first off. Second, I would say, like, why does anybody else move to Tampa, Florida? To sell Oxycontin and buy a speedboat. Like, that's why he's going to Tampa Bay. It's the same reason anyone else goes to Tampa Bay. He wants to sell Oxycontin and buy a speedboat. Like, end of story. Like, there's no other explanation, you know? Yeah. Florida man Tom Brady. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's gonna like walk around with like a gator on a leash, you know, like a like a like a diamond encrusted leash, and he's gonna sell mad oxycotton to like high school kids, right? <laughs> and he's just gonna fucking probably die in a speedboat accident right. oh. within the next five years, you know? Yeah, yeah. The TB12 brand like oxycotton pills. Yeah. <laughs> right. I feel like. His, uh, it's more on brand for him to sell like amphetamines, though. Yeah, I guess, but not for Tampa. Not for Tampa, right? right. I, yeah, uh, maybe yeah. meth. Maybe it would be. Maybe you'd like start selling <laughs> ecstasy pills, but yeah. actually they're just straight meth. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I feel like that would be a good Tampa situation. You know? Uh -huh. Well, and what's up with Gronkowski? I mean. Uh, we talked. I, you about know, the, he's still retired. I think. That's right. I saw. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read the headlines when this happened a couple of weeks ago, and it said Patriots trade Gronkowski to Tampa Bay, and I was like, "How can you trade someone who's retired?" Well, he's still. I mean, if he was to come back, he'd still be under contract. Right. So it was the rights that they like. Well, whatever. I guess. Yeah. 
But I think he's going to be really disappointed when he gets there and finds out the beaches are closed because of coronavirus. Right. He's like, he's unaware that coronavirus is happening right now. (laughs) He's just like doing push-ups somewhere in upstate (laughs) New York, like completely oblivious. Just like wondering why no one ever comes into his club at night. Or his gym. Like, his gym is still open, but the mayor of Troy, New York, just didn't tell tell Gronkowski. (laughs) (laughs) He's not doing it for the money. He's fine. He can keep, you know. Right. He's just, like, leading his own spin classes. But I don't lie. He's not broadcasting. No, no, just yeah, exactly. Oh man. Well, okay. So, I mean, Tampa Bay is still not going to be good, are they? I mean, I don't know. They were kind of. They were look kind of good last year. They made it to the playoffs. I'm pretty sure. They had Jameis Winston. They cut Jameis Winston, and he's going to be back up in New Orleans now. I think. Right. They traded him, I think, maybe. Well, they traded him. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So who's going to be New England's next quarterback? I don't know. I haven't been paying attention. I like try to not pay attention to the NFL offseason, you know? Yes. Everyone makes such a big deal out of it. Right. Okay. Speaking of which. Speaking (laughs) of which. Good transition. Speaking of which, that brings us to our next item of business. Which is, wake up, sheeple. The NFL draft is the stupidest thing in sports. Stupider than international intentional walk rules. Stupider than the NBA regular season. Stupider than an Angel Hernandez call at the plate. Stupider than golf. Stupider than Manny Machado's redemption arc in San Diego. Uh-huh. Stupider than the people who think Justin Turner and Gritty, the mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers, are different people. Just him on the Right, because they're not. They're the same person. Stupider than A-Rod Sunday night baseball commentary. Okay, maybe it's not as stupid as A-Rod, but then nothing is as stupid as A-Rod. On a side note, A-Rod and J-Lo have retained the services of J.P. Morgan Chase in an attempt to buy the New York Mets. That would be stupid. But, you know, Mets got a Met. Anyway, the NFL draft is the stupidest. And more people watched it this year than any other year ever of the televised NFL draft. So the question is, how stupid it would it be if A-Rod gained control of the New York Mets? So fucking stupid. But also, like you said, the most Mets thing that could yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like kind of rooting for it, actually. You know? <laughs> Well, they've got a terrible openings right now. Uh, the, the Forbes article that I referenced earlier, that was what it was actually talking about, where they don't think he can do it. It costs too much money. The Mets are valued at over $2 billion. A-Rod would need to get some stupid rich person to front most of the money. Like, not not just J.P. Morgan Chase. Like, he'd need a billionaire on his side. Right. Because he's, like, millionaire rich, but he's not billionaire rich at the moment. Right. Right. What about J-Lo? Is she right, she might be the... I don't know. That's the question. She's like the Giselle to his Tom Brady right now. Right, but I don't think she's stupid, though. I think that she's I, like... I think she's like, oh, I have this fucking stupid guy. Right. Like, <laughs> my husband, who I can just, you know, 
bring around, you know? But but she doesn't need him for the money either. Right. She's yeah. not in it for the money. Right, right, right. Um, he needs it for, like, the positive PR. Well, the other thing that just makes me so mad, and this is what, you know, he wants to do what Derek Jeter's doing in Miami, right? Buy right. a shitty franchise and destroy it. Even right. though I don't think... <laughs> I buy a shitty franchise, ship all of their best players to the Yankees, right. and then like pretend like they're trying to do a good job. Yeah, right. Uh, it'd be harder to do that with the Mets, but yeah. Uh, but the other thing I hate, again, let me talk about the shitty lamestream media here, is people talking like, like retired baseball players know fucking anything about anything. Right. Like, I'll stand up for athletes, but... Like, just because you're good at shortstop doesn't make you a good business owner. Right. Better at shortstop than Derek Jeter, just for, the, for like, the record. Good point. Better at baseball than Derek Jeter. Yes. Right. But he's the one who shifted positions when he came to New York, because I don't know. The captain. Right. God, I hate that team so much. <laughs> uh, right? And so I think that, like, some, you know professional athletes know what they're talking about, but Alex Rodriguez is not one of them. You know? This is just right. like, ah, I don't know. I would support J-Lo buying the Mets, though. That'd be cool. Right. J-Lo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's not like the Mets are a well-run team now with, uh, what's their name? The, the um, Will Ponds. Right. Yeah. It's true. Oh, man, can you imagine how much fun the New York Daily News would have with this? Yeah, they'd yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, I'll, come, I'll come back to you with a headline. Just give me a second. Right, right, yeah. right. So it's got to be punny. That's the whole yeah. thing. No, good pun. Uh, yeah, let me go back because this article was actually kind of interesting. And this is a little bit related to what we were talking about during the lockout, right? Um, revenue at City Field fell for third consecutive year in 2019, uh, and the team is margin marginally profitable. The team is reportedly losing around $50 million on a pre-tax basis. Therefore, the partners, whoever uh, A-Rod gets to help him out with this, Chipping in $2 billion to buy the Mets would likely have to make capital calls subsequent to the purchase, which would be a hard sell. And the argument is also, in the pandemic, a bank's not going to want to lend you a billion dollars to buy the New York Mets. Right. Right? The bigger... Hey, Rod's hey, just hanging out with Rob Gronkowski in upstate New York. <laughs> That's what's going He's on. just, in. like, going to Rob Gronkowski's spin classes. <laughs> He's the only one there. <laughs> no, I don't think they probably hang on. No, probably not. <laughs> Although maybe actually, like you know, I feel like Rob Gronkowski and J Lo probably hang. You know, and they both like got that meatheads deal right. going. They're both they're both like really good friends with Pitbull. You know, like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's good. They probably overlap. Pitbull, Pitbull is like the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. A-Rod and Rob Gronkowski. I Pitbull, think. who's like a Miami guy, right? Right, yeah. Really, really, A-Rod, 
he needs to buy the Tampa Bay Rays. Right. <laughs> no, that team's like really well run. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like that's, their ownership has like got their shit together. You know what I mean? He could go. He could go down to Tampa Bay. He can hang out with his buddy Derek Jeter. Right. He can go watch his buddy Rob Rob Gronkowski. He right. can go hang out with um, Robert Kraft. All of his best friends. It's like right. It's like all of his best friends are moving to Florida together, and he's no. the A Rod and uh, Brady are boys, or at least J Lo and Giselle are girls. Right. Yeah. Why, why would he want to buy the Mets? I've got A-Rod, I know you listen to this podcast. I'm telling you, buddy. Because <laughs> you don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. accidentally subscribe to it at some point, and like, you can't figure out how to get out of it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. This is like Columbia Records to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or he could, like, buy the Tampa Bay Lightning, their hockey team, or something like that. Yeah. Something right. complete. Like, he would be as good at running a hockey team as he would be at running a baseball team. Possibly better. Right, <laughs> because he wouldn't get in the way. But, like, fewer positions to memorize, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Hockey? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I was completely distracted because I was wondering if... Coaching, how hard coaching hockey would you Like, I don't know anything about hockey, but I bet, like, coaching it would be really difficult. Yeah. It's like, because it's soccer with sticks. Right. Also, it's like you're in a suit, but it's really cold. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's weird. Awesome. So you're probably drunk, and you're Canadian, too. So it's like strike three, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, <laughs> uh, cool. Anyway, but yeah, the NFL draft is stupid. Yeah. In conclusion, <laughs> the NFL draft is fucking stupid, yeah. Uh, I know we said we wouldn't talk about it, but I think what the NFL and ESPN should learn and this is related to what we talked about at the top of the show. They don't need to like do the whole production at Radio City Music Hall. To be able to right. Do it, right. Yeah. Save yourself ten million dollars. Just have the players Skype in from home. Just people will pay money to watch fucking Bill Belichick sit at a computer in his kitchen. Right. For three hours. Yeah. And draft a racist kicker. <laughs> Did he draft a racist kicker? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Fucking a hundred million people will tune in for that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sweet. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a while. We took a week off. It's been a couple of weeks. We've had guests on. This is a good aid block. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> it's hard to come up with things to talk about when nothing is happening. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, but thanks so much for listening. Again, this is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Um, 
check us out on all your social media platforms. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and you can also listen to us on any of your listening applications, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, iTunes. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please uh, give us a rating and a review. Enjoy the quarantine. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, I played floor hockey with my cats last week. So, <laughs> yeah. Joe's also got like a really sick quarantine beard. Yeah, I should actually shave it and just keep the mustache. <clears throat> Maybe. Yeah. Joe looks like Ethan Hawke in a movie where Ethan Hawke plays a drug addict right now. That's, <laughs> that's Joe's quarantine look right now. <laughs> that's the vibe I've been going for. Uh, on that note uh, thanks so much for listening have a good day and a pleasant tomorrow